This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard. Hi, this is Peter Coleman, the announcer for Funny People Talking. My one wish is to have a DeLorean with a time machine in it. And I would use that DeLorean to get up to 88 miles an hour, go back in time, find my younger self when I was signing the contract to be the announcer for this show, kidnap myself, take myself forward in time, show myself what the show ended up being, then take myself back in time, then take a shovel and repeatedly hit my younger self over the head until I promise not to sign it. We'd probably stop at In-N-Out Burger along the way because, you know, so cool to drive through in a DeLorean. Maybe I should also go back in time and stop Hitler and the pandemic and the burning of the Library of Alexandria, that kind of thing. But also, definitely also, I'm getting the shovel. (sighs) This is Funny People Talking. Hi, I'm John Coons. I'm a musician, and I'd rather be writing Andrew Lloyd Webber slash fic than listening to funny people talking. I'm Matt Almond, a musician, and I would rather watch the edit of the movie Cats, where they gave everybody buttholes, than listen to funny people talking. (laughs) Buttholes. That's the thing awesome. they did. And we both decided to make cracks about Ann Lillard Weber. So. Mm. Oh, or like it was just his birthday this week. Yeah, it was, it's just his birthday this week. on your own. It's yeah. not his birthday anymore, so it's fine now. He gets one day. <laughs> Can we discuss who was more talented, Tim Rice or Andrew Lloyd Weber? Just saying. Ooh. Oh. I actually like Andrew Lloyd Weber from a musical standpoint. I enjoy the music. I, I do, but he gets all the credit, and Tim Rice is a genius. But to be fair, Tim Rice gets none of the bullshit either. Like, Andrew Lloyd Webber gets all the hate. Tim Rice doesn't get any of the hate. I have the hate. I have... There's a a Tim Rice lyric in Whistle Down the Wind that just doesn't make any damn sense. You have to tell us what it is. It's not a complete sentence. It's going to take me a while to find it. Uh, I'm Mark Rakeman, one of your hosts, and I would like to welcome you to season three of Funny People Talking, already in progress. We're Uh, dressed and apparently kicks off the show without Mark. That's right. As it should be, and we we finally come to that point, everybody. Mark was only good for two seasons. I'm out. And of course, with me, my very good friend, and I am so happy to see you again, Dresden. I've not seen you in months for many reasons. I'm so happy you're here. Dresden Engel, everybody. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. All right. And also, still with us, somehow. She came back. It's Elsie, the producer, who clearly has nowhere else to be because she would (laughs) definitely be there. Uh, All kidding aside, Elsie, it's so nice to see you. Welcome back. You're muted, Elsie. Good producing. She said thank you. She's doing sign language. It's a podcast. It's audio. All right, fine. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Elsie. We love you. Uh, also with us as we begin season three are Matthew Ament. Did I get that right? Ament. Say it. Ament. Yeah. Ament. Ament. Why don't you do it again, Mark? Say it I again. I am going to do it. Thank you. Thank you for the direction, Dresden. Thank you. You gave me this season. I did. Did I? Oh, oh. I feel it's more that I said, hey, look, the season's in my hand. And she wrestled it away from me. <laughs> you gave it to me. I'm just going to continue on. Matthew Ament. 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 You got it. Ament. I feel so badly, but it's so important that we get it right. I'm It's okay, with Mark, this. Mark Rocco. No one's going to be able to spell it based on you saying it correctly, so it doesn't terribly <laughs> matter. Yeah, it's if you're not going to help A-U-M-E-N-T. Google... <laughs> Very well. Was that Very well done. If you're not going to help his Google, if people can't Google Matt after the show, then it didn't really happen. <laughs> the proper spelling is Matthew A-U-M-E-N-T. Oh, finally, I exist again. That's right. And also with us, John Coons. He just appeared so, on the uh, screen. He was fuzzy for a minute. 
So, Matthew Ahmed, John Coons, welcome to the show. We're really, really, really happy to have you guys here. And we got two musicians here. And although we've had musicians on the show before, we've never, I don't believe we've had two at the same time. And the funny thing is, is the reason that they're here isn't actually their music. It is the infusion of comedy with their music that has us Infusion is I-N-F-U-S-I-O-N. Uh, you know, I, I, I'd like to spell something else. F? No. Uh, anyway. Fun. We're going to have fun. We are going to have a great show. All kidding yeah. aside, season three, episode one. We've got these two great guests. We started out with a bang. We are going to do our first round of the season of Yum or Yuck. And Elsie, can you give us a hint of what is coming with Yum or Yuck? It's purple. Shocker. <laughs> Okay, and more on that in a minute. Uh, we're also going to have our first round of a Dresden moment. With Dresden, as we have some sort of celebrity encounter, I'm not even sure Dresden knows what she's going to talk about yet, but she'll know when we get there. And, of course, a brand new improv game. I promise it's going to be fun. Plus, we'll learn all about Matt and John and their music and their comedy and why we couldn't live with just one of them on the show. So that is all coming up. But first, Dresden Angle, I do have a question for you. I need to understand. Yeah, yeah. Your hair is a completely different color than it usually is. Yeah. <laughs> I am not used to seeing you with absolutely neon bright green hair. Yeah. I feel no. it, you owe us all an explanation. Well, see... <laughs> I don't know if anybody here is old enough to remember the Brady Bunch where Greg Brady got cast as Johnny Bravo because he fit the suit. Yeah. Well, I was the only one who filled out the green M&M costume at a recent casting. And the hat didn't fit. And and I had to do my hair to match. And, you know, I just figured, why not? Then St. Patrick's Day, right? So it just all it, it just all blended, right? It ended up working out well for a paying gig. And then I was able to sit home alone with green hair on St. Patrick's Day because <laughs> no one could go out on St. Patrick's Day or they shouldn't have. So I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's got like a reverse Wicked Witch thing going on for me? What do you think? I think it is perfect. Uh, who's the singer that sings Bad Guy? Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Yes, thank you. Billie Eilish. I can't believe I couldn't think of her name. Billie Eilish. But I knew she had green hair up until recently. So I figured maybe finally you'd been holding out and, you know, Billie Eilish doesn't have it anymore. So well, it's time for Dresden. The deal story, is my daughters, are 14 and, my daughters are 14 and 15 and have Billie Eilish albums. I mean, actual vinyl. And if I tried to look like her, they would probably lock me in the house. So <laughs> I think we just have to go with it is what it is. All right. Uh, you know what else I think, Mark? I think you should. We should cheat. And in the future, you should tell me in advance what you're going to ask me so I can have a really good answer. <laughs> that would defeat the purpose for me I know, entirely. Elsie, tell me to start the show. <laughs> Please. <laughs> start the show, Mark. From the Mouth Media Network studios in New York City, this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rako, Dresden Engel, and Elsie. everybody we are funny people talking before we start the show a bit of housekeeping our very first one for season three it's time to pay tribute to tina fey and yeah. pray to the comedy gods you see matt and john every episode we hope someday somehow tina fey will get word of our salute to her our prayer to the comedy gods every single episode that she will somehow be on the show stop by say hello send us a postcard throw us a pizza anything Mm -hmm. And so right now we're going to pray. You're welcome to join in or you can just observe. It's up to you. I will lead us off for season three, if that's okay. Oh, Tina Fey, we love you so. We hope you'll be with us someday on the show. I made a we rhyme because it's now. time that just you come are with us. Come on, please. Tina, Tina, Tina. 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 
Thanks. Wow, we made music. Oh, some sort of triad. We had percussion. I yeah. know. Very nice. Thank you very much, everybody. Okay. Before we get on with the show, I really want to touch on something important, and, and it might be a little serious, but it's definitely, uh, and I want to tell everybody that I actually did talk with Dresden in advance, if it would be okay for us to talk oh. about this. Uh, we haven't seen Dresden in a while, and we decided to pause the show. Part of it was because we were going to move to season three and the holidays and everything like that. But part of it is that, without telling the story for her, COVID became reality for Dresden and her family in a very, very real way. It has been a while since Dresden was even really even in a position to join us. So we decided to just put the brakes on for a second. I'm so happy that you are able to actually be and with I us And I have to here tell today. you, Mark, your encouragement, letting me know you and your wife had us in your thoughts and prayers. It was just amazing. So I'm not going to bring the room down. Don't change no, the okay. channel. But, but you can be real. But, yeah, real? I'll be real. So, you know, well, so what what happened, Dresden? I kind of maybe let my teenage daughter have her COVID cluster New Year's Eve party, so it's my fault. And she had some couple friends over and one of the kids did have COVID. So, it went through my family and it ended up my husband had two clots in his heart and had to have heart surgery. We only found out last week he doesn't have to have a defibrillator. So, it's been two worst months, January, February, the two worst months of my entire life. And then even my daughter, heart problems. So before she could even oh go back God. and play sports, even PE at school, she had a full cardio workout at 15. So now we're finding out that Mrs. Rona, you know, is really hurting our hearts too, right? Literally, not just figuratively. There's still so much we're learning. So everybody just be so careful, so careful. Yeah. So pretty much two months of my life, like lost. And I, Anybody who has a whole family with it, the when the parents are that sick, they can't take care of the kids. Like literally the third time my husband got rushed to the hospital, I couldn't even help meet the ambulance at the door because I was so sick from, from the COVID. So kind of a downer, but that's why we took a break because yeah. that's why we're also on Zoom, right? So it's, it's a reality. Yeah. It's affected us all in one way or another or times a million. So I'm thrilled to be back, thrilled to be laughing Yay. and- I'm on the other side of it. So yay, here we yes. go. Yes. Yay. Okay. Without belaboring the point, there's two things. One thing I'd like to say and one thing I'd like to ask, if that's okay with you. The thing I'd like to say is I am so happy that you, Dresden, and Paul, and your kids are here, number one. Number two, that you're you're doing better. And I'm really sorry that you've all gone through this. And I'm very grateful for you sharing a little bit of it here. Thank you, my friend. It means a lot that you're well enough. The second I wanted to ask you, if you're willing to share, how, if at all, has the reality hitting you in a very personal way, if at all, changed your outlook on how you may proselytize, being careful to other people, the types of activities that you're willing to engage in, how you may even run your office, what you will let your kids do? How has this changed life going forward for you, if at all? We were already being careful. We were thinking erroneously that kids who weren't in school full-time might be okay. So that's where I was wrong. I was so careful around adults. I wasn't careful enough around kids. So just in general, so many people had it in January, right? Don't we all realize we all knew so many people had it in January. And to think we all freaked out a year ago when Tom Hanks got it. And now we all know yeah. 10 people who've had it. So I continue to be careful. I continue to, unfortunately, it hurts my heart when I have friends who are on social media saying not getting vaccinated, not yeah. wearing a mask, going to Miami for spring break, right? So it scares me maybe even more. I knew it was real, but for anybody who's had it or yeah. has a close friend who's had it, it's really, really real. So thank you. Thank you everybody for the support. And I, you know, send hugs out to everybody who's, who's had it and had it worse. All right. Thank you for sharing John and, and Matt. How are you guys doing related to the, the pandemic? Have you guys survived? Okay. Have either one of you been sick? Are you okay? You know, what's going on? We know what it's done okay? to your industry. Unfortunately. Yeah. What, yeah. what, what industry? What yeah. <laughs> Music is like not a thing anymore. Yeah. 
Well, I got lucky because I'm a teacher, and so I got vaccinated. So I'm vaccinated, which is great. It's the first time working with kids will ever have kept me from getting sick, as opposed to just getting me sick. So I got lucky. And where, where are you located, guys? We're in Brooklyn. I've been working, teaching at various schools and remotely most of the time throughout New York. Matt was not as lucky. So uh... I had a gig down in Florida. I was traveling. I was like, I'm going to go to Florida. I, I, it's, okay, it's happening. And I got COVID in Florida. But fortunately, I uh, was able to stay with somebody for the quarantining period who was vaccinated and uh, had very minor symptoms. So I had like... So- a 99.3 fever and got to sit on like the back patio in 84 degree weather every day while I just waited to be able to travel again. It was the extraordinarily easy version and I'm very grateful. But when you saw media of the spring breakers in Florida, did it make you a little pause? (laughs) I mean, it didn't surprise me. Like (laughs) outside of the event that I had been working on, the cautiousness around COVID was very minimal. Everywhere I went, though I did love seeing that. Uh, what is it? Miami Beach just like shut off their downtown at eight PM, and wouldn't yeah. let anybody in who didn't live there. And I'm like, good, thank you. Wow, extreme measures needed. Talk about a joke. We're gonna be funny. Now we're gonna we're gonna get funny. I, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, is there's so much irony there. It's just it's just kind of yeah. crazy. Okay, so yeah. all right, well. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that you had to deal with that, Matt, but I'm glad it was on the easy side as it goes. I wish you both. Uh, my my wife is also a performing arts teacher, and uh, she runs a, a not-for-profit to bring performing arts to kids and to seniors and veterans called AHA Broadway. I understand it's a struggle, uh, but don't worry. Your day is coming. Your day is oh. coming. All right. Dresden, thank you for sharing. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm thank sorry you that guys that's, for the support. I appreciate it so much. All right, let's turn the mic over to uh, Elsie. Let's change the channel for a second. And it is our first edition of Yum or Yuck. Oh, okay. So Yum or Yuck. Oh, I'm sorry, Elsie. Did you want to comment on the COVID situation? I didn't mean to bypass you on that. No. Okay. So Yum or Yuck <laughs> is uh, is where Elsie <laughs> shares a food or snack or drink that she's found from somewhere in the world. It's always something very unusual because of social distancing. uh, Obviously we're all in different locations, so she can't share it with us. So we can just admire from afar as she tastes and describes and rates a purple snack that apparently is from Asia somewhere. And then she rates it on a scale of chickens. As part of our tradition on the show, Elsie, what have you got for Yum or Yuck for our episode one of season three? Sheila's bacon, she's cantankerous, and her cat's in a jazz band. She's the producer, it's Elsie. So these are Lay's chips from China. And uh, it's a purple bag, and that's all you gotta do to sell me on something. These are tarot chips, because I read the back. And there's a, you know, Google Translator thing that helps me read it because I don't know how to read Chinese. So I'm trying to get into this bag of Fort Knox here. Hang on. Oh, okay. So, all right. I got a chip. It's good. I don't know. You can't. It just looks like a regular corn chip. It's like a tortilla chip kind of looking thing, but it's got little veins of pinkish purple in them. But it's also a little bit translucent, sort of. Not you. Know. And now I'm gonna eat. eating a crunchy jellyfish. I was gonna say, I was yeah. gonna say both qualities I look for in a chip. <laughs> but it smells like a regular chip. Oh, so really? I'm gonna yeah. eat it now and tell you how it is. One, two, three, go. <laughs> it sounds delicious. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It tastes. It's, it's, it's kind of sweet. Yeah. Yeah. What did you sweet. think it was gonna taste like? Based on your have Google you, translation. Well, have you ever gone to dim sum and gotten like the taro root, little, those little cakes made out of taro? Yeah. No, I'm not classy. Well, but the gentlemen, the gentlemen <laughs> are nodding. So they, well, they're anyway, cool. it doesn't taste like that. It tastes, oh, it's actually there. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever gotten oh, cotton candy at an animal yeah. free circus? Well, it yeah, doesn't it's taste the opposite like of that. Exactly. Oh, I want well, the thing is, is, but. 
you know, like, um, you know, you get taro with that thing. So that's what I thought it would taste like. And it's not. So I'm letting <laughs> all of you know, if you don't like that thing at the dim sum, these, you might like them. That so don't hilarious. let the taro turn you off. So, but they're a little, uh, sweet and salty and a little bit of pepper. That was my nickname and, um, in college. Sorry. Sweet, sweet and salty and peppery. Yeah. And they're a good crunch. So yeah. And I'd give them like, um, 68 out of 72 chickens. Wow. That's not bad. That's, a lot. That's not bad. What, why the deduction, Elsie? I was like a waiter. I came over to her right as she was about to eat and asked her a question. So, Because um, they're not like addictive. They're oh. good, but I could put the bag down. Gotcha. By the way, a sweet and salt and peppery, wasn't that the trio <laughs> that salt and pepper used to be a part of? And they got rid of <laughs> <laughs> Like the fifth beetle? Pepper was the Sweet. She couldn't sweet, find her way in the sweet. Spice Girls. She couldn't she, find her way in Salt and Pepper. Well, well, she she, she, yeah. <laughs> she went off to do a solo act. Oh my God! That's All right, it's really good. That's really good. Um, <laughs> she did a series of diabetes ads. Uh, okay, <laughs> Elsie, Diabetes. thank you for that. For that diabetes. Diabetes. A tarot reading is a beautiful tarot reading. Oh wow! But I'm bomb. John Coons, everybody. All right, Elsie, thank you very much for that. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. It's going to be a Dresden moment and then our improv game right after this. If anyone's face should be on Mount Rushmore, it's Tina Fey. I mean, seriously, have you seen 30 Rock? What sitcom did Roosevelt ever write? Yeah, thought so. This is Funny People Talking. All right, Dresden. Our very first Dresden moment of the season. You got to know, guys, that Dresden is a uh, PR guru who's had many, many interactions with various celebrities. There's always a story to tell. We call them Dresden moments and now it's time for dresden moments so dresden what have you decided to debut well, i think season because three i have with? musicians i need to go with musician story okay so let's see gentlemen would you like it to be and if you don't know either of these gentlemen i might have to just like cry a little because i'm old and you're not eddie money or graham nash Wait, did I see an Eddie Money poster behind you? You mean his first album? Ooh. You mean, do you mean I think that might be the sign. Biography yeah. that I wrote? That one? I want to know about the person you have a like six or seven foot tall poster of behind you. Yes. <laughs> do you Dresden know that? worked with Eddie Money. Eddie Money was Two Tickets to Paradise, right? He was, yes. Yeah. All right. See, I've got, I've got it. Okay. Take me home tonight. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want him or Graham Nash of Crosby, Stills, and Nash? Uh, I want Eddie Money because <laughs> there's a seven-foot-tall poster of him behind you. You have so many Eddie And Money he looks great in it. And I'm so I curious. I don't think there's so many that I, if you had to think, Mark and Elsie, I, yes. I, I, I've told how he almost got me arrested for the rest of my life because of how much marijuana he left in my car. Okay. Covered that, right? I don't remember that story. No, you remember that one? Nope. Well, so anyway, gentlemen, just to let you know, I had the incredible fortune of helping Eddie Money develop his musical for stage. And it was going to go on national tour, et cetera, et cetera. And then unfortunately he got ill and did pass away in 2019. But he also cast me as his mom. I got to play his mom from the years of 68 to 82 on stage with a younger version of Eddie. Eddie was the narrator in the show and came out and did some guest singing as well. So I got to live out my college fantasy of singing into my hairbrush the uh 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 but he also did 28 interviews for me to promote the show and i say me i did it for him actually and he would just randomly leave stuff in my car and say i'll get it tomorrow well this one day he goes i'm just gonna leave something under the seat i'm flying to vegas real quick for a concert and then you'll pick me up at the airport tomorrow in two days or whatever and so i'm so naive so naive a colleague of mine goes to get something out of my car and he just said Oh, it was like a, a, apparently a gallon sized bag bulging full of weed is a lot. What do I know about these things? 
So oh. I don't know. What would I have told the cop? No, really. An <laughs> rock star it's medicinal. Right. Yeah. Anyway, it's for an entire hospital, but it's medicinal. I have Eddie stories forever, but I'm, you know, just really all, all I, you know, should say and need to say is he was a gem. He was talented. He was kind to people. And he said that everybody in the cast made his dream come true with the musical, but really he made a lot of our dreams come true. So it was pretty fabulous. Aww. And I'm so glad that, you know, months before he died, he was able to see his dream of his biopic musical happen. Yeah. Gentlemen, have you had experiences where you've been able to work with one of your idols? I got to work with Ben Folds, actually, uh, on a series of concerts, which was really, really fun. So he was doing a tour with some different American symphonies. Mm. So I got to do the kind of crossover, like, do-do-do-do, backup singing stuff. And then on one of the songs, there was a big opera solo. So I got to sing crazy high opera notes while... Ben Folds is going to town. And our backup band is like the Pittsburgh Symphony. So it's like, yeah. Oh, so you've had some pinch me moments. Wow. A few. John moments. And, and John it's not all about it's not all about the fact that they're stars, but if it's somebody who you respect as a musician, then yeah. wow, right? John, exactly. John, I this is very unfair and possibly unhealthy for me to ask you this. <laughs> Not unhealthy for me, unhealthy for John. How much do you think you could pull out a high opera note right now? Oh, uh, well, let's see if my uh, speakers can handle this. I think you're going to say... Pandemic ends. Man needs a stage now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When you said, let me see, I'm gonna, I thought you were going to say, get somebody in my apartment to pinch me so I could hit the high note. Where did you train? Wow. Sir? Where did you train? The illustrious University of Southern Maine. Well, of course. In, of course. You know, everyone knows it. I was very lucky to have a very, very legit, wonderful music teacher who had a massive opera career and then his wife liked the Maine coast. So he retired there. Malcolm Smith. And Thank I know you. I'm not supposed to be interviewing yet till later in the show. I'm throwing off Mark's format, so he's going to kill me. So I'll continue. Matt, have you ever had any experience? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fired. This is my last show with season three, guys. It's been so great meeting you. She's not a big celebrity, but she had done a bunch of musicals that I really liked, particularly Carolina Chains. There's this actress, Tanya Pinkins. And nice. I got to do, she did like a cabaret show in New York, and I played for it. And she Sweet. came over to my apartment to rehearse. And she's doing all of these songs and she's like, I'm never going to play these parts. I just want to do these songs for it. And she excuses herself to the restroom while doing one of the numbers. And she, well, she's doing Rose's turn. And while she's peeing, she's in my bathroom practicing the lines, trying out different deliveries. Hi. Hi there. My name's Rose. What's your, what's your, my name's Rose. And she comes out of the bathroom, (laughs) steps into my kitchen, puts a hand on the counter so is this your first time having a diva rehearsal? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. And I, I had to say yes. I don't know whether I had or not, but you can't say no to that question when she asks you. <laughs> I, none of my rehearsals have d- this defined what a diva, a diva rehearsal is. It's, exactly. It's, it's like I thought I had one, but now I know that I actually have. Wow. So cool. Thank you both for sharing. This is our extended cut of a Dresden moment, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right. Thank you, Dresden. Well, Dresden Thank you, Matt. Thank you, John. That's right. I love it so much. Oh, I'm sorry. A Matt moment. <laughs> All right. There we go. Thank it's you, guys. It is. <laughs> Eminem. Okay, guys. Thank you. All right. It is time for... And now, an improvisational comedy game. An improv game. Let's have some fun. Let's play improv together, shall we? I know you guys can do it. <laughs> so what I would love to do is I would love to, at the beginning of the show, I indicated that we were going to do a brand new improv game. And I had one queued up that I was in love with. The more I've learned about your musical background, I think I want to switch it up to something where we can feature your great musical talent. So I want to play one of our favorite games, Mishmosh Mix. And basically the idea is that you have, Elsie, is it three words? Three words, right? You're provided with three words and you have to make up a song on the spot in which you employ all three words. 
and, and a style. And yeah, there has to be a style. style. So, for example, I might sure. sit at Dresden, okay, hippopotamus, giraffe, and moon in the style of 70s country. And somehow Dresden has to create a style. You want to do that? Okay, let's let's demo Mishmash Mix, Hippopotamus, Giraffe, Hippo, Giraffe, and Moon in the style of 70s country Dresden Angle, everybody. Okay. I'm looking at the big old moon. Looking at the big old moon, but its moon is not as big as the neck of my giraffe. Don't laugh, don't laugh, because <laughs> the moon's as big as my hippo's butt. My hippo's butt, oh, it brings me love. Big old moon. <laughs> not my best work. I just wanted to accept the challenge. You accepted the challenge right off the bat, right yeah, out of the thanks, right thanks. out of the slide. Well done. You get an A. Thank you. That's, that's, that's like a sophomore album B side. Yeah. <laughs> it was on B side of Delta Dawn. Guys, All right. there's nowhere to go but up now. So I'm actually glad I did that first. <laughs> Elsie, would you give Matt his three words? <sighs> and Dresden will give Matt his style. Mm. Well, Matt's got style, but the song <sighs> style. Oh, I so know what I'm giving Matt. Uh-oh. All right. You do the words first, Alice, please. Stapler, tomato, <laughs> and hedgehog. Stapler, Sorry, tomato, and hedgehog in the style oh. of Dresden? Oh, he's going to hate me. Andrew Lloyd Webber <laughs> a little bit I knew that more toward Phantom than Joseph, I'm just saying. Ooh, okay. okay. Stapler, yeah, tomato, yeah. and hedgehog. <laughs> Take it away, Matt. Okay, okay. Heck. You can do it. <sighs> it's Stapler, Tomato, and Hedgehog in the stylings of Andrew Lloyd Webber aiming a little more towards Phantom. <sighs> Tell you what, I'm going to give you a momentary reprieve, but you Thank better you. come through when I come back to you. <laughs> Great. John doesn't want to give him a uh, yeah, pass. This, this, this is this is why he plays the piano. It's it's that's great. Right. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. We're gonna come back to you in a moment, Matt, and just give you a put you out of your misery. We're gonna go over to Thank John you. Coons. I'm gonna give you your three words, John, and Elsie's gonna give you a style. Your three words are vacuum, <laughs> rigatoni, oh. and Thrice. Thrice as in, yeah. three as in three. Yep. Vacuum, rigatoni, and thrice in the style of Elsie. Oh. A 1950s musical to movie. <laughs> so this is the easy version of this game. You sure don't want to do 80s love ballad? Anyway, sorry. No. <laughs> so, okay, okay. Let's see. I got to get her. Okay. So okay, rig okay. rigatoni, vacuum, thrice. And thrice. You're welcome. Okay. By the way, I realize everything I throw out will come back to me tenfold. So I know Great. I'm in trouble. Right. Baby, you got me escaping my doom. You got me feeling like I'm stuck in a vacuum. <laughs> oh, baby, can't you see? I love you not once, not twice. Oh, baby, you make me feel like rigatoni. I love you all the way. Thrice. Yes, bravo. A hundred percent. Crushed it. Winner. Unbelievable. Beautifully done, John. I fear on Matt's face now. I know. Every time. No words. Every time we play this game, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll that clip to demonstrate this is what is possible. Nicely done, John. That was great. Good job. He did his own snacks and everything. John, why don't you give me three words? Any three words, and very regrettably, I'm going to have Matt select my style of music because the reason that scares me is I know how much he knows styles of music, and it's very likely he would choose something that I literally don't know how it sounds. So I will probably be more scared than Matt's been at any point in this. So, John, my three words will be... Your three words will be Triceratops. Good. Salsa. Salsa. And bathrobe. 
and bathrobe. Triceratops I love all of your minds. And bathrobe. Okay, got it. And okay. I'm going to give you tango as a style. Okay. Oof. Weirdly, I can handle that. So, okay. <laughs> I went out in my bathrobe. I didn't know what my bathrobe had in the pocket. <laughs> In the pocket, it was a Troy Triceratops. I didn't know my kid played with dinosaurs. It was a toy Triceratops. What was the other word? I don't remember the other word. I realized that in the other pocket was salsa, not the dance. It was a snack it was salsa not the dance it was a snack there were also crackers that was a song that was a tango i just wanted it to be a salsa stain on the other oh not a snack but just a stain i wish i had thought of that that would have been better that would have been better all right elsie Elsie, your turn. Uh, and Elsie, I'll tell you what. I got an idea. This is a little off our usual way of doing it, but just to add the level of difficulty, this may not sound like it is, but I think it is. We're going to choose the style of music, but you will choose your own words. You mean I have to do the same words I gave Matt? Or are you saying make up new words? I'm confused. No, I'm saying use the ones you gave Matt, the original ones you gave Matt. Okay. And I want you to do this in the style of Vanilla Ice. Okay. Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice type hip-hop or whatever it is. So the, what were the three words again? They were tomato, stapler, stapler yeah, and hedgehog. And hedgehog in the style of Vanilla Ice-like rap All or right. hip-hop or whatever the hell it was. Right. So, of course, we're going to go dun-dun-dun-da-da-dun-dun. Dun 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 dun. dun. Tomato, uh, uh 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 uh. My tomato, uh 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 uh. Do not use that stapler. Tomato, uh 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 uh. Why, uh 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 uh. I said don't, uh 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 uh. That's my tomato, uh 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 uh. No staplers, uh 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 uh. And why, uh 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 uh. You keep asking, uh 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 uh. So I'll answer, uh uh uh. Cause you won't give up, uh 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 uh. Don't staple my tomato. Uh, 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 cause it's my hedgehog's food. All right. Very nicely done, Elsie. I swear and... sometimes she gets the answers in advance because she's so good, <laughs> but she couldn't have gotten the answers in advance. Oh. So Matt, if you want to be left off the hook, I, I don't want to put you through any misery. I don't know totally if I can do it. I thought I could live down that moment in the ninth grade when I went to an improv show and failed. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but it turns out that another like 15, 20 years of time has not fixed that. We're here to bring your nightmares back no from your problem. childhood. We'll well, let you out. Uh, uh, no, this right. is beautiful. See, I can't I thank you enough for this. In my yes. car to relax you. Has this hmm. given you material? For years, John? Well, it's given me professional material for years because I'll be like, yeah, you think this is easy? You want to try it? Yeah, exactly. So like now when I come up with a lyric and the lyric's not quite right. It's almost you know? like foreshadowing with yeah. my Tim Rice versus Andrew Lloyd Webber debate in oh. the beginning. It's almost like, oh, yeah, it's, it's almost like yeah. it. I want to hear the Tim Rice lyric that's not good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The wind. Hold on, I'm going to find it. And I just, I love that mustaches are back. They're pretty fabulous. You know how in the movies, pilots always have mustaches? Is that a thing? Well, they're actually not really? allowed to have facial hair. Because it's because uh, of the drag? Because of the, <laughs> yes, it's drag. <laughs> it's wind shear. No, right. it's, uh, it's actually so that the oxygen masks will always fit as snugly as possible oh, on a pilot. Hurt. Oh, wow. I just busted you... a vocal cord. That was oh really my God. funny. <laughs> Are you oh. okay? I found the lyric. It's the bridge okay. of Whistle Down the Wind. Okay. okay. 
Make it clear and strong so the whole night long, every signal that you send, until the very end, I will not abandon you, my precious friend. It just stops the sentence in the middle and doesn't finish it. Can you do it one you know, more time? Yeah. Make it clear and strong so the whole night long, every signal that you send until the very end, I will not abandon you, my precious friend. You're right. And then he abandons it, them. It, well, it just, it, he abandons the sentence. That's what I mean. <laughs> I just don't know what that means. It's bothered me for a decade. <laughs> I wonder if when he wrote it, he actually goes like, this is brilliant. I'm going to abandon the sentence. And it's like, he's not abandoning is, the front. It's a meta. It's a meta lyric. It is broadly like comforting. I feel comforted by it, but I don't know what it means. So, it didn't say anything. I have mutual <laughs> friends with Mr. With Sir Tim Rice. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> After Update I'm... in a future show, everybody. This is the investigative uh, journalism that oh, we yeah, want to yeah. see in the world. Because, yeah. because you know, we're I often thought of him, that way, by the way. When I did right. meet him through this mutual friend, I was able to rattle off like three of his most brilliant lyrics ever. And this was four. This was no, just... no, no. Now I have to come with a negative. So luckily I've already buttered him up. Dresden, now I'm going to get an, a, an email or a letter from Tim Rice that says, you couldn't make a lyric out of Love, Rock, and World. Get off my back. <laughs> and you couldn't make a song out of Hedgehog, Stapler, and Tomato. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, I, I want to challenge you, Matt, on your own. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm no, here no. for you, Matt. Mama's got I you. Wanna... Will again. you stop it, Dresden? You're making me like I'm the bad guy here. Matt. I want to challenge you on your own time, in your own way, at some point to write a song using those three words in some way. You don't even have to share it with the world. Just for your own self to just I know. work it out. How about our, last, our last show of season three? Like, I'll do up. it. I'll show it All to right. John. All right. We'll see you from there. I, I invite you, reach out at any point. If you have done that and you're satisfied sharing it, and you can either perform it live or you can record it in whatever comfortable, easy way there is for you. Whatever makes you the most comfortable. And come back and share it with us as your moment of redemption. And okay. You can, you can, you can right. do that. He gets to right. pick the genre. You can pick the genre. You just have to incorporate the words stapler, tomato, and hedgehog somehow into the song. Mm -hmm. And since you will have time to work it out, it needs to be good. Okay. I can do this. I can do this. Funny people talking is all about second chances. That's right. <laughs> We're about the people. The more you know. Okay, so that's my second time doing that today. Uh, it's a good. It's a good callback. Let's take a quick break. Give everyone a chance to collect themselves. Wipe the sweat off and a little bit of the blood, and then. When we come back, we're going to learn much more about... But I don't know what more there is to learn. I feel like we've learned it all at this point. No, we're we still going to find out new song. levels and a funny song from Matt and John right after this. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Funny People Talking and Elsie at Elsie the Producer. And please, for the love of all that is holy... Subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you. All right, Matt and John. Oh, my God. Whew. I'm having a ball. I love you guys so much. Uh, you guys are so awesome. And uh, l let's start here. Uh, I think we need to better understand who you guys actually are. The actual way that I, it was presented to me, hold on, I, I want to pull it up here because I want to read it, and then I want you to sort of sort of correct me, if you will, what the context is here. Here's what I was told about you. You are a musical duo that perform comedic songs about the pandemic and more. I guess the question I have for you is, first, how did you guys end up collaborating? And second of all, what have you found that's funny about the pandemic? And what was the moment in which it wasn't too soon? Well, let's start. Let's dive into the first one. The easy thing about collaborating is that uh, we are actually boyfriends. So oh. there's, yeah. So You married the lead. Uh, you know. 
I actually had no idea. Wow, great. The more you know. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's the real. <laughs> rainbow. Exactly. It's right in that. Exactly. It's right. rainbows on rainbows. So I'm a singer. I'm a horrible piano player. And Matt is a fantastic piano player. And being the egotist I am, I'm like, hey, I have things that I want to do and I can't. So you should help me with that. Great. Cool. Tell me about it and I'll play it. And then we tried a couple of them out at Club Coming, which is a lovely hip cabaret spot down in the Lower East Side. And people seemed to like it. And so we started making more of them. That's awesome. And what made you guys decide that it's it's time to start writing about the thing that we're all going through? How did that first happen? And to the point where then you said, we need to share this with other people. <laughs> and how did you know okay, this is cool for us to express ourselves, but are people ready to hear this? Where, tell us about the thinking process about that going from inside your home to getting in front of people, being unsure of how they might feel about it. Uh, well, I want to kind of pivot a little bit. We aren't writing songs that are necessarily about the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Okay. So my misunderstanding. Our kind of shtick is very chipper songs about depressing things. Ah, some of which have been highlighted by the pandemic. Correct. Uh, right, 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 right. So, you know, if you write songs about, you know, the world going to shit, then people are going to assume that you wrote it about the pandemic. But really, I see. you know, it's just, it's a song for all seasons. I started writing a song cycle that was called Bleak. And like with an exclamation point. So, you know, it's upbeat. <laughs> We, we've got like three or four. Bleak, exactly. We wrote, uh, I think our very first one was a Hudson really, Yards. really Hudson Yards. <laughs> it was all about how Hudson Yards is the greatest, worst place ever. That was very like a New York, New York kind of, you know, kick line kind of moment. And so now it's like, well, sure, we need to write songs about capitalism screwing people over and uh, middle school teachers who want to kill their students and, you know, <laughs> a love song to the algorithm, you know, you, stuff like that. Do you teach middle school? Yeah. I teach all ages, including middle school, and I cannot, okay. any any coincidence to real imagined people, completely coincidental, blah, 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 that disclaimer. <laughs> I love all of my students. I would never write a song about how I go for drives in a, like a big Hummer to accelerate global warming because I hate my students so much. I would never do that. That's all never. fictional. You don't have a car. I don't have a car, right. So it no. can't be about me. Yeah. That no. was written by, I think, a gentleman named Shmam Schmoons. Yes, yes. No relation. No, no like, relation yeah. to John Coons. Yeah. And uh, Matt, you want to tell your side of that story? Yeah. Um, in this relationship, I exist in a funny space somewhere not quite in composer as a music director john writes a song as like uh as a lyric and a melody and in a bit and i come in and be like great we i think we should extend this section i think we should change keys here i think we should fit into this style and go into tempo here i do some of the structural work on it and then i press all the buttons on the keys while he does the talking part <laughs> <laughs> As you can see from earlier during the improv game, one of us says things during the show and one of us one doesn't. Of us does <laughs> but he does a really sensual candy. strip tease during it. It's great. It's, yeah. it's John, yeah. John Matt's just the eye candy, right? He is the eye candy, arm candy, all of the candies. He's I'm flexing right now, listeners. I'm flexing. Yes. yes. Flexing. Below the screen. Below the screen, but. <laughs> Right. If I'm if I'm Liberace, then he's the candlesticks. Uh, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> wow, there's a song wow. in that. Write that down. That's, Those are that's, lyrics right there. That that's that's lyrics. Tell us about the moment in which you first knew there was a musical connection between the two of you. Uh, where you know there there may have been a personal connection. I don't know first, or, or was there a musical connection first? The, oh, the musical spark is. John, I first meet him because he sits down next to me in a coffee shop and I'm sitting there on my laptop orchestrating a show, typing notes into my music software. And John sits down and opens his laptop to big scores of choral music and starts studying. And I'm looking over him like, OK, big old timey fonts like this is religious, maybe Russian with that big illuminated letter. I don't know, maybe you're a straight Orthodox dude studying for a church service. I don't know. <laughs> and he's looking over being like, what are you, that looks like a musical. What are you working on? Maybe we know people in common. Huh. And like yep. checking each other's music out. That's right. Hot. 
each other's yeah it, it is so awesome. we, we, then we dated for several years baby like <laughs> clef yeah but, but, yeah but did you before you plunked down ever so coincidentally mm. did you notice that the boy was cute? Yeah, absolutely. Well, of course, that, goes, <laughs> that goes without saying to yeah, our yeah, yeah, yeah. audible listeners. No, that right. there was some kind of composition occurring on the screen of his computer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you uh, did? Yeah, I, I I, was like, there were two places to sit at the coffee shop, and there were music notes on his laptop. So, Hot music yeah. boy or alone. Right. And yeah. this I is mean, very Nora Ephron. I, she yeah. wishes. You know, really, like... <laughs> I, I have yet to see the gay coffee shop romance that Nora oh. Ephron, you know, sent. Well, to... it's you've got mail, but M A L E. So uh-huh. oh. there we go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so that's cool. Now, do you have you already dreamed about where this musical collaboration, mm-hmm. as opposed to the personal collaboration, could hypothetically go? Like, do you guys want to be Broadway? You know. Gilbert and Sullivan, if you will, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you want to be, that was a terrible example, but I'm saying, <laughs> you know, do you, do you. Well, yeah, I, I love to make music for depressed people and there's lots in New York. So like that's got music <laughs> for depressed people, but I'm fine. music for depressed people. Yeah. By the way, that's a uh, great title for a musical music for depressed people. It's there we go. Great. There title. we go. Honestly, I think like the New York downtown scene seems like a good place to start that. And if there's anybody who's crazy enough to be like, yeah, I like the particularly twisted way you two make something and please adapt this, I don't know, children's book or something into a big Broadway musical, then we would clearly be the perfect choice. You Just... use the word twisted. Has that been used by a third party to describe your collaborations? It's kind of more like the first time you hear, because we're, we're classy. We were described as classy. and But it's the kind of classy where it doesn't line up with what you're actually hearing. So it's kind of like the first time you hear a grandmother talk about sex or something, where you're like, you know, this just, it sounds like this is the voice that should not be talking about that kind of thing. <laughs> so, I said, I said classy, not... Yeah, right. It's very yeah. clean music about like, yes. oh yeah, I, I'm going to shortchange you of all of your stuff because my life is just, my life isn't as rich without you in it making me rich. Right, right. We, we wrote it a, sounds yeah. very pretty and very nice. and Yeah, so it's, it's like there'll be some stuff that sounds like it could be out of a little opera or there'll be some stuff that we write that sounds like it could be like a, you know, really heartfelt soul inspirational mm-hmm. song and the words themselves are just completely <laughs> I'm contributing global message. warming intentionally despite people's future because I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So do you think this year, um, this past crazy year has changed the music you want to present publicly forever? I'm just doubling down on it. I think it's like, oh yeah, it's like songs that are about horrible things are never going to go out of style. Like, you know, <laughs> Like you've actually gonna... written more. You've written more of them during the pandemic than before it. <laughs> it's true. You've it's had true. more ideas per time. Yes, because there's just so many bad, depressing things to write about now that, like, when you're offered ideas after ideas after ideas mm-hmm. in a depressing world, why wouldn't you just run with it? Yeah, Dresden. How about we hear a little bit of Matt and John's music? Huh? I'm absolutely dying to. All right, so we're getting a chance to play one of your songs here. What, which song, guys, should we go with? Let's do the middle school teacher song. Okay, so yeah. so what inspired this? This is was this your own teaching that inspired this, John? Is this about a Hummer? <laughs> I will say that he was the most miserable when he would get off of his middle school teaching jobs compared to the other ones. It's a t- hey, as yes. a mother of that age group, it is tough. So, John, yeah. don't beat yourself up. It's rough. It's rough. <laughs> okay, what's the what's the actual name of this song? Is it the middle school teacher song? Uh, it's, I go for a drive, right? Did we decide a, on a title? I don't think we've this? decided on a title for it yet. Yeah. Let's so this is... How about we decided after we played the song? Great. All right. And I can sing you a little bit of it if it's something that like, you just want to get a feel for it now. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we can help you write uh, the title after. Yeah. Great. It right. takes a very special person to guide a pack of preteens through the world. A middle school teacher must have extra built-in features to reach 
Your average psychopath. <laughs> Precious darling, a 12 year old. Where do you find the patience? They ask. How can you stay so serene? They stage daily melodramas, yet you seem the Dalai Lama in your poise, in your presence, your routine. True, they can be quite the handful, disrespectful and petty, obscene. But why succumb to screaming? When the future's simply teeming with joyful karmic denouements unseen. When I get the urge to cultivate a curricular grudge, I simply remember the earth is on the verge And then I give a little nudge I go for a ride in my gas-guzzling SUV One more tank of carbon It all started one night after a long day of teaching. I was in my garage letting my car run, and just before the haze overtook me, I thought, wait. Okay, how one about of my favorite parts of this I is while we, were, while we were listening to the music, uh, Matt is playing the song with his hands in the air. Was he, though? Like, I didn't know if he was doing that. For sh- yeah? Yeah. I'm, I'm fingering along to it. That's amazing. Yeah. It was either that or an Adam Sandler impression. So it's, uh, I long to be involved, and because I don't have an instrument in front of me, I just am left with like air instruments to fake my way through. You know, no one ever does air piano. What it's about until air guitar, maybe? I, I actually yeah. defer to the air harp most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know Two hands parallel in front of me, pulling little strings. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else thought of a song, but um, Poised, Precious, Middle School Darlings. Oh, that's good. That's good. A little alliteration. Well, because he used all those words. Right, exactly. Very nice. Well, congratulations. Or Poised and Precious, Uh, Preteens. But you never said preteens, Sonia. (sighs) La. So, uh, Matt and John, how can people find more of your music, connect with you, hire you for that big Broadway musical, whatever it is that could be possible? I'm on Twitter at John M. Coons, C-O-O-N-S, and also Instagram at Blue Note 27. The other 26 Blue Notes were taken, is that? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just kept adding one every time until they that's until right, it went through. Right, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Matt, go ahead. Uh, I've got a website at mattalman.com, A-U-M-E-N-T, and my Instagram is Matt A. Who is Noisy. <laughs> There's that's such a awesome. story there. There's a story. There's I just a... couldn't think of anything good, and I, over time, decided just to pick something kind of weird instead, so... And because you were so original, you didn't have to say who is Noisy 27. Yeah. Yeah. No other, no I mean, other no Mad A's are noisy. Gone, but, you know. Yes, I know. I'm, of the two of us, I'm the derivative one. It's true. It's, just, it's really. <laughs> All right. Well, Matt and John, oh, so much fun being with you. Thank you for joining us. I hope you had a good time. Thank yeah. you so anyway. much for having us on. Thank you. Uh, yeah. so it's fun. And we wish you the very best. And we're looking forward someday, Matt, all kidding aside, if you decide to come back with a song, your moment of redemption, uh, we will we will make the stage yours here. Uh, Great. The microphone is yours, okay? It's totally up to you. Okay. All right, guys. Matt and John, good luck to you. Thanks for being on the show. That's it, everybody. Thank for you this both. Thanks for having us, y'all. Launching season three of Funny People Woo! Talking. What a what a journey it was for sure. <laughs> Thanks everybody for joining us. We'll see you for another great show where we have this awesome comedian going to join us. I'm feeling that's going to be a, a really incredible show named Chris Murphy. I'm so excited to have that interview. Can't wait. So join us next time. Until then, for Dresden Angle. Ciao. Love you guys. 
Ciao, baby. And Elsie, the producer. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, Elsie. Uh, I'm Mark Rako. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, by the way, stay funny. That's it? That's the end of the show? Boy, oh, boy, what a crock. This was Funny People Talking. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at Funny People Talking or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard.